0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits
1: Should cyclists have to pass a test before cycling in cities? I want to ask you that today because we received a very interesting message from a listener who thinks that should be the case. And I want you to have a listen to what they said. Uh, this person says, who wants to remain anonymous, I know you've talked about cyclists on the show before, but I've never heard the idea of a test being discussed. Cycling is constantly being promoted in this country, and unfortunately, with more and more cyclists, there are more and more accidents and even fatalities. Uh, they go on to say, for the record, I am a cyclist and motorist, but the problem is that there are many cyclists who don't drive cars and have no idea about the rules of the road. Some of the things I see happening in Dublin City, where I am from, is crazy. As far as As I can see, uh, most of them don't know how traffic works and do really dangerous manoeuvres. Our cycling infrastructure, they're going to say, needs to change. But until that happens, cyclists should be forced to to learn the rules of the road uh, to make cities safer for us all. It would be pretty simple uh, to decide on a boundary around a city and make it law that once you are cycling within this boundary, you have to be qualified. Uh, Sorry for the long message, but I feel very strongly about this. Well, thanks indeed for your message. So what do you think of that? Maybe you think it's an absolutely ridiculous idea or maybe you think there's something in it. There have been plenty of suggestions in the past, by the way, uh, that city cyclists should have a licence and insurance. But that idea has never been kind of taken seriously, has it, by lawmakers. And I don't, by the way, just want to have a go at cyclists uh, today. There are plenty of dangerous motorists out there too. But the fact is that motorists have to have passed a theory and practical test to be on. the road being examined uh, on uh, how to deal with cyclists is part of their test but as it stands there is no testing for cyclists unless of course cyclists go out and seek out the training or maybe that they're part of a club as well. So I want to know if you'd support this idea. The latest regulation, of course, if you've been following the news, is uh, that uh, the government has increased or will increase punishment for dangerous overtaking uh, of cyclists, which I suppose I would think anyway is a positive move. Uh, So should cyclists have to pass a test to cycle in a city centre? That's what we want to talk about today. Eighteen fifty four ten four nine four or zero eight seven one double eight triple zero eight on text or WhatsApp. What do you reckon? Let's go to Paul. You're live in Classic Hits this Wednesday. How are you, Paul? Mike, how are you? Not too bad at all. Are you a cyclist, Paul?
2: I am not. I'm a, well, I, I ride a motorbike, but it's my main thing is forty foot truck.
1: Okay, right. So, um, so I would you, have no you, 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 you would be you would be feared, I'd imagine, um, by a lot of cyclists around the city city areas. Uh, I would say
2: so I would say so. Uh, unfortunately so. Mm. I mean I've had to do an awful lot of training to get to the position I'm in. Uh-huh. To, I've spent one of my licenses alone was over a thousand euro
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, to do five days in the class to get a license to come out on the road in this thing. Mm-hmm. I would have no problem with cyclists having to pay, pay, pay insurance and tax.
1: Oh, so you would They're say a road in- in- user
2: like everybody else.
1: Right. Okay. But see, here's the thing. Cycling is constantly promoted as that person rightly said in their, in their, in their message. And the argument also would be that if you start saying, well, you're going to have to pay to cycle, you're going to have to get insurance, you're going to have to get a license, you know, people are less likely probably to get in a bike and thus causing more cars to be on the road.
2: I mean, if you're under the age of 16, fine you don't need to have a license or insurance or any of that jazz that's understandable but if you're over the age of 16 and you're using the road like everybody else Uh cycling the way you've got to get to and like the situation i had last night coming from santry down towards Northside, two cyclists coming round the roundabout at the the intersection with the m the uh, m1
0: Uh
2: up uh, he went past me in the middle of two cars Uh So I had to then go into the, uh, I was in the left-hand lane to continue on to go straight and then join the traffic on the opposite side. There's a bus lane on your left, I had to go into traffic on the right. Three times in that space, this guy tried to overtake me. But do you, do, you,
1: do you honestly think if that guy had have gone through an examination process or a theory test or whatever that he wouldn't
2: do that? Is well, it just that you think he, he
1: doesn't know the rules of the road and is doing oh, something he, dangerous because of that? this
2: guy the rules of the road, Mike, but I think he was more interested in the headphones he had on and listening to the music that was blaring away in his ears right. rather than pay attention to the traffic that was going on around him. Mm. At the end of the day, the only one that's going to get hurt between him and me is him.
1: Yes, that is true.
2: But if, I, if he hits me... He, like a situation I had in Dunhamede where I was turning left, I checked, this guy came out from the right-hand side, around the back of me, and as I was turning left, he went straight into my passenger door. Now, that's my fault, not Mm -hmm. his. Mm -hmm. Yet, he's the one at fault. But there's nothing I can do to him. Just but, got
1: back on his bike and drove off. But when you say insurance and, and licensing and all that, and you say okay to the test as well, mm. uh, like is it logical to, to, to think that that could happen across the board? And I'm talking outside of cities as well, rural roads, estates well, and no, all that.
2: That, that, that. No, I don't. But I mean, we have to set a standard. Yeah. If you don't set a standard, people will just do exactly what they want. And unfortunately, there are people out there with licences in, also, in my profession, who do whatever the hell they want, mm-hmm. but it's the responsible drivers like myself who take my license very seriously and abide by the rules of the road. We're the ones getting punched,
0: uh-huh.
2: and it, the worst thing I want to do is go out on the road and hurt anybody. Yeah, of because course, I hit and, 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 in this that.
1: Yeah, and nobody does. But there is this massive friction between road users, um, vehicle road users, and cyclists at the moment
2: because road u- vehicle road users see the behaviour. Not all cyclists. But a vast majority of cyclists, when you drive in the city centre, which I don't do a lot, and the last time I was in in the car in the city centre, I saw how bad it is.
0: Mm.
2: Certain cyclists... Do not obey but, the rules that are road because to be, straight to, through traffic lights. They don't care.
1: But to be fair to cyclists, they are told get out in your bike. It's the healthy thing to do. And we simply do not have a good enough infrastructure for it does cycling.
2: Say that, Mike. Yes, it does say that. You know,
1: but I'm just saying to be fair to cyclists. Like a, a, a quick anecdote, yeah. and I was talking to a neighbour of mine, and he's a cyclist, and he was telling me, and I was quite shocked by it actually. Mm. And he was only cycling around Kl- um Lucan area, and it wouldn't be exactly the city centre. Oh, but he be was taking
2: that, your life in your hands over there. Yeah, but. He <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you mean do you mean on the road I or not it, said, Well,
2: in, in more ways than
1: one <laughs> uh, but what he was saying was that he gets this massive abuse any time he does the route and I said well why are you getting the abuse because he says there is a cycle lane however I cycle on the road and he says that everybody abuses him out the window when they're overtaking him saying use the cycle lane you whatever and he's well, saying
2: that's what the cycle lane know, is there for know but his I argument
1: mean, his argument to me was the cycle lane in this particular area where he cycles always has broken glass it has ha- yes. hazardous material on it and he, he, yes. he, he doesn't want to risk his safety and, and, and instead he goes on the road but he can't sit there explaining to some red-faced truck driver uh, who's, so, <laughs> who's so angry uh, that hold that's on a second fault, yeah? L- let me explain to you let me show you the glass that's on that road or let me show yeah. you the, the, the potholes on the road I can't do it I,
2: I completely understand that but as you said cyclists are encouraged to get out on their bikes as much as possible
0: mm-hmm.
2: with responsibility it doesn't say, get out on your bike and do whatever the hell you want.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You're invulnerable. At the end of the, the day, for, drivers have to realise that cyclists are very vulnerable. But cyclists have to realise that they're just as vulnerable. hmm There's no big cage around them.
1: Okay. So before I move on, because I want to go on to Eric, Paul, uh, as a a truck driver, would you see this as a logical step in in what this listener has texted into us? He is saying, uh, he or she is saying that you should have a a sort of a city boundary that if you were cycling within the city in a congested area, uh, that you should have to have passed a theory test of some sort.
2: I think, in Mike, as far as I know, and I mentioned it. To, I think to Ashley, in Canada, they have a very similar system, where you have to have your bike registered. Yeah. So you are actually—I don't know if you're insured or taxed, but you're No, I, I, I looked. Yeah, I looked
1: up about Canada. Actually, they've yeah. sort of dipped in and out of the law over the years. They used to yeah. have it, then it was out, then it was tried to. Be, they tried to bring it back in. However, what I did find was that some cities in the United States, um, and and I can't remember them off the top of my head, but I'll have a look again. Some of them do have a licensing uh, scenario, and that's mostly actually uh, for to to protect the cyclist if their bike gets robbed or whatever. But in, yeah. but, but there is some accountability should an accident ever happen.
2: Mm. just I mean I I, I'll give you a simple example. I was sitting in a course last year that I have to do every year. Seven hours training sitting in a room being told how to drive a truck by somebody who's never driven a truck. Nice. And I ended up sitting beside a guy who was involved in a fatal crash where he was turning his truck left and cyclists came in and every truck most ninety percent of trucks have a sign on the back don't pass his vehicle if turning left. Yeah. First thing he realised was another motorist yelling at him because the cyclist was actually wrapped around his back axle. Right. We don't see it. Yeah. We won't even feel it. Yeah. So if anything to bring on more responsibility. I've no problem taking responsibility myself but cyclists have to take their share. They okay. can't just do it, walk around willy nilly.
0: Okay, well hang on, uh, hang on
1: there Paul. In 1850 if you want to get in touch about this by the way or text or WhatsApp O eight seven one double eight triple zero eight. Should cyclists have to pass a test to cycle in uh, a city centre? Eric, you're live in Classic Itz. How are you doing Eric?
3: How are you doing, Mike? That's no problem.
1: Not too bad. Go ahead, Eric. What's your point?
3: Well, between cyclists now and scooters, and with the increase on the road, yeah, there, there should definitely be proper credentials. Mm. At entry, you know, some of these, bikes, some of them are electric and some of them are battery and what have you here. Mm. But, uh, you know, first of all, the basics should be for safety. Now, mm-hmm. not only for themselves. We, we hear all these politicians making waves there and... and uh, failing to put their, their brains into gear. They're, you know, they're making all uh, p- proposals for, for cyclists. But there's no good that cyclists are going to come on the road and they're going to be a danger, not only to themselves. But first of all, the visibility thing is, is appalling. We don't all have jackets on them. We mm. don't all have uh, what you call a, 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 a helmets on them. And every, every driver on the road, and we can't be all wrong, you can't be all yeah. making a story, will tell you a half dozen stories about cyclists. Now when I tell you something hmm. that to be there just only uh, uh, in recent times, I was driving uh, through uh, Cable Street and a, a cyclist came through the lights, crashed into me, came through the lights, crashed into me, I got out of the car, picked him up off the ground and got him to his side there anyway, and I was talking to him and I put him his bike into the car and he said, where do you live? He wasn't going too far from where I was going. Mike, I,
0: mm. um, I him
3: well,
1: well, just one second Paul, yeah.
3: Well, I'm going to get loaded here. i got to go.
1: I'll go on. No problem, Paul. Sorry, Thanks. Cheers, man. Thanks, man. Take care. Okay. I, S- I, I, sorry, I far away. Brought,
3: I actually brought the man home. He was 400% in the wrong.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And
3: a couple of days later, I get the usual. I, in the post, I got me insured to, to me. There was a claim going into me.
0: Right? right.
3: Now, we all have this type of thing happening here. And liability cover should be mandatory. He's able to put in a claim, a spurious claim against me and my dad, which I contested. But we should, we should have public liability cover on cyclists. There's no great rocket science on that. And and then it's a level playing field. Now, you're, you're going to see it every day of the week. I, I, if you come down towards uh, Leonard's corner every morning, you'll see uh, the cyclists there at the, the junction, the crossroad. They're four and five abreast. They're tipping off cars. They're, they're, and when people bark their horns at them, they're abusing them. They're driving on. But, now, but... There's no standards whatsoever, Mike. And I think there should be... Fundamentally and basically, there should be standards before you go out. The road. I
1: know, but I, I've no problem if a cyclist does something bad. Like any, I, I don't, I don't condone uh, uh, road rage anyway. But I, I do think that cyclists seem to get it seem to get it very bad, and it's just for maybe holding up traffic or whatever. I understand. There's no problem having a conversation with someone if they if they've done something wrong on the road, break, breaking a red light or whatever. But I told that story about my neighbour, and I do see that happening. That there's a lot of aggression on the road um, aimed towards cyclists who are just simply cycling, and the driver is just cheesed off that they can't go at the speed they want to go. And that's happening as well. And that's causing accidents too.
3: Well, bro, Mike, now if I, if I just I just comment on that there, I think that's very selective. And it's also very subjective because it's not acknowledging the problem. Now the problem is, okay, if someone cuts out in front of you and bashes off your car mm. and you drive off like a proverbial piece of the night in your car, they are going to be they are going to have some sort of rage yourself.
1: Yeah, of, co- of course. I understand that. Yeah.
3: There's nothing as a deterrent here. And this is what we need. We want the government to get up off point time quarters and start acting effectively and efficiently. And not start kicking the town down the road on this, issue and hmm. the other issues. Look at public liability cover should be mandatory. And okay. not be on the road, okay, don't be on the road. But let's have the, the level playing field for everybody. Now you're going to hear hundreds uh, and, and, of complaints from people. And they're all saying the same thing. So, you know, everybody can't be wrong.
1: Okay, well hang on a second, uh, Eric, because I want to talk to Sinead. Sinead, you're live in Classic How are you, Sinead?
4: Hi. How are you
1: doing? Not too bad at all. You're a driving instructor, Sinead. I am indeed.
4: Yeah. Right.
1: Tell us your point on this.
4: Um, well, every day I'm teaching people how to drive and the rules of the road and how to react to hazards and deal with hazards. But the problem is, is that you know you're dealing with these cyclists that are on the road that aren't obeying the rules of the road. And as a cyclist, they are a motorist on the road and they should be obeying the rules of the road. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that they're not wearing high vis. They're not wearing helmets. They're out cycling in the middle of the road. They're, um, you know, doing dangerous things like cutting you, you wrong lanes and roundabouts, things like that. Mm. And it is making it much harder for these motors to work around them. Yeah, by, by the
1: way I'm just looking up so to, to butt in for a second I'm looking up citizen, citizen, inf, citizens information here and the, the various laws and that uh, that apply to cyclists why yeah. is it not mandatory to wear some form of helmet or, well, or high-vis yeah. protection? The,
4: the thing is is that it's, we're focusing so much on motors must do this motors must do that mm. motors must be insured they must work around the bike if they don't the motors is at fault every single time and the problem is is the cyclists are getting away with everything. They're not being regulated. They're not being told you must do this as well. If you want to be on the road, you must obey the rules. You must wear a high vis. If you want to be seen, if you want to be safe, you must have your helmet on. They're not being they're not being regulated and they're not being they're not being told that they must do these things and therefore they're on their bikes, they're causing hazards and they're, and the motors are at fault at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, it says here, you are not legally obliged to wear a helmet or high visibility no, clothing no. while cycling in Ireland, but the Road Safety Authority of Ireland recommends no, cyclists not. wear both for
4: safety. They're yeah. not, and it should be. It should be absolutely mandatory. If you want to be on the road and you want to um, come up against a car or a truck or anything like that, you should be seen. You need a high vis. And um, we see it every day where a cyclist will just randomly appear out of nowhere. They might be in a shade, the sun is in your eye, and you don't see them at the last minute because they're wearing black. Yeah. There's no light there's no highways and there's no helmets on them. But I-
1: here's what I think was absolutely ridiculous and it goes back a good number of years now, even what, probably even seven, eight, nine even years now at this stage where the free bicycle scheme came out and various uh, points across the city. It started in Dublin, it's gone to uh, Galway and other parts of the country now as well and that was brought out and people were encouraged to go and cycle. So what then happened was lots of people who weren't experienced at cycling are now out in the road because mm-hmm. they have these cards that they can just get a bike and go from point A to point B. Yeah, But... Nothing has been put in place uh, wow. before that all came about, and 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 uh, particularly an some sort of safe infrastructure for cycling. Surely that should be what to do before you bring in and encourage people to go and cycle in the city. And and I and I say that by the way in some defence of cyclists because there isn't a safe infrastructure that you see cycle lanes where they also double up as as, as parking spaces, which makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't seem to make any sense to me. And in relation to, to being a driving instructor, what are you telling people to do? What is your line when it comes to dealing with cyclists?
4: Well, obviously, you have to give them a metre when under 50 kilometres and a metre and a half um, if you're over 50 kilometres and keep well back. And if, you know, if you're turning left and they're beside you, you just have to wait. We just have to wait and let them go. But you need to be constantly, constantly checking the wing mirrors because they are appearing out of nowhere. And, and the other thing is, is that they're cycling so fast that if you went to get out of your car and they didn't leave enough space, you are going to hit them, and there's no way that they can stop you. Whereas when I'm teaching my customers how to deal with hazards on the road, I tell them, you drive a speed that's suitable. You know, look at your potential hazards. Is, you know, could a person walk out in front of you? Could a car pull out in front of you? If so, are you driving at the right speed to be able to manage that? And I'm seeing the cyclists flying up beside me in traffic where somebody might suddenly decide to turn left and they're right beside them. There is no way that they'd be able to stop in time. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, What what is the most common thing you find uh, or or the the big warning point that you would would tell your customers? Roundabouts. Roundabouts.
4: Well, I'm saying the cyclists, they don't know how to use the roundabouts. They're not using the the correct lanes and Mm -hmm. motorists are having to jump on their brakes. And I avoid to avoid it getting too close to them, you know.
1: Right. Okay. Um, Listen. Yeah. Sorry, you were going to make another point, were you?
4: No, I I, I was going to answer the other question, but I didn't hear you.
1: Yeah, that's you okay. Well, I have to. I have to take a very quick break. Anyway, Sinead, I was going. I was going yeah. to ask you. I, I did. No, you did answer my question. I was going to say, what's the what's the most common sort of thing you see cyclists uh, doing, or what do you tell your your customers when it comes to the most common thing cyclists doing? You said round a bit. The
4: most common problem I find is that they cannot be seen.
1: And they cannot be seen. Yeah. They
4: can't be seen. All right, Sinead. Yeah. All right, All
1: hang, right. hang on there. Thanks, Sinead. Uh, appreciate that. 87 8 if you want to get in touch or give us a shout on 1850-410-494. This uh, whole topic has started uh, from a, a message from a listener who has suggested uh, that cyclists go through some form of theory test and they're not suggesting anything major. They're not uh, suggesting, uh, you know, insurance or liability costs or whatever. They're just saying a simple test and uh, to set out a boundary within city uh, within cities across the country and to say to those cyclists look if you want to cycle within these city boundaries you must have passed a theory test because uh, that person's fear that got in touch with us is that a lot of cyclists just simply don't know the rules of the road and of course if you want to go the whole healthy route and say well it should be cyclists first and motorists second well the fact of the matter is uh, we are where we are and there are more motorists and motorists can do a hell of a lot more damage to a cyclist than a cyclist can do to a motorist uh, so uh, surely it's worth cyclists at least knowing how uh, vehicles work and how the, the rules of the road when it comes to vehicles uh, work you're hey, very welcome Mike it is Mike Hogan in for Niall Boylan today until 2 o'clock 1850 is the number if you want to get in touch lots of people getting in touch in relation to what Sinead said Sinead is a driving instructor and she was on before the break and she was uh, talking about the various uh, rule breaking uh, that goes on uh, with cyclists and that and uh, she did mention about high-vis vests and so on and there's been a lot of reaction to that because, as I said uh, a few minutes ago, it's it's not compulsory to wear high vis vest or helmets or anything like that. It is compulsory, by the way, to have front and back lights on your bike, and you can be stopped and given a penalty, uh, in, a fine, um, for that. But uh, this uh, WhatsApper says fully agree with that. Girl cyclists should wear high uh, vis, but they will not in a country that has bad weather conditions. Uh, sorry, but they will not in a country uh, that has bad weather conditions. It should be mandatory, not just advised. Uh, Mike simple. First rule, you should not be cycling in a city centre without high visibility vests. 120 euro fines, says Alan. And then another one as well. Helmets, high vis and lights should be compulsory uh, by law. So as I say, the the lights are compulsory but not helmets and not high vis vests as well. I suppose it's seen as, uh, it's up to you if you want to be safe in that regard but all they can do is um, uh, tell you to be safe with regard to the bike you have that it should have a front and back light. Uh, Anyway, we are talking about cycling. It's uh, one of the hot topics at the moment, isn't it? Uh, And it's one of the hot topics because there's an increase in the amount of cyclists right around the country and unfortunately we have seen some bad accidents in recent times and some fatalities as well which is an awful shame. I guess it probably will happen the more uh, cyclists that are out in the road the more motors that are out in the road uh, but it is sad and it's not nice and we're trying to figure out what the safest practice should be uh, to uh, allow or to, to to hope that none of these things happen in the future. And one suggestion by a listener that we uh, started with on the show this afternoon is that cyclists should have to do some form of theory test and if you're cycling within the city boundaries that you should have to produce your licence essentially to, to say that you have passed a theory test, that you know how the rules of the road work, that you know how the rules of the road work uh, with regard to motorists as well as your own cycling ability. Ian, you're live in Classic Hits. How are you, Ian? Ian? Good, are you? Not too bad. Uh, what do you think then? A, a Sort of a, a licensing approach to this? Is that best practice?
5: Well, to be fair, Mike, uh, to motorists, um, we're after spending a million on cycle lanes. We've spent a million on traffic management policies. Uh, they've now brought in a new bylaw. And there's no one whatsoever on the cyclist. It's Everything is to do with the motorists. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I was saying to your researcher, you go to cities like Amsterdam and there's thousands of cyclists, thousands of tourists, trams, cars, trucks, deliveries, and everybody gets on.
1: Yes, no... and, and, and by the way, can I just say that I've, I've been to Amsterdam and I've actually cycled in Amsterdam. And I'll tell you, I'd actually feel safer cycling here, but that's just because I didn't know it at the time. And it's, it's very difficult. It's a whole complex system that you really, really need to know uh, how to cycle in Amsterdam because they have almost like, they're almost like motorways when it comes to actual cycle lanes.
5: Yeah, but at the other side, of that is the bikes that they cycle in Amsterdam are, you know, I don't know, have they any gears at all. Most of them, you know, we've got really uh, high speed bikes on the road today. I mean, guys can travel at some speed now, yeah, and they're in their own and around the city centre, and like the onus is put on the motorists to be safe. And there's no one that's watch over on the cyclists. It's crazy. It's, it's madness. And so, if you're, like, the ad just came on there before um, you came back to uh, live on radio saying oh, how dangerous it is for a cyclist if they get hit. Should I say even more reason why they should be safer? And all your listeners will tell you, I mean, every motor will tell you they're going through red lights, they're, they're going around, to, you know, they're, they're breaking rules, rules of the road every day of the week. But the
1: fact guess, that, but the, but the fact arrogance
5: that, about them as well might that I think gets the most motors, you know. On on your nerves. you know, you're driving along, there could be three or four guys in front of you on a country road and they're out for a Sunday cycle not a bother.
0: They don't care how many
5: cars are behind them. They don't care how much they're going to inconvenience the mortals behind them. I know, but you you,
1: you say, Ian, that uh, there's no onus being put on the the cyclists. However, there are already rules in place, though. Now, whether, you know, the the guards are doing anything about them uh, is another question. But, I mean, I'll, I'll read you the rules, and I'm sure you're all aware of them anyway. But these are the rules. These are the laws since 2015. The Gardaí have the power to stop cyclists and fine them for specific fixed charges if... You have no uh, front or rear light during lighting up areas, riding a bike uh, without reasonable consideration, failing to stop a, a school warden sign, a red lamp if it's lit, um, and it goes on and on about contraflow cycle lanes and red lamps on cycle lanes and so on. Uh, and uh, you can get a fixed uh, penalty as well if you cycle in a pedestrianised pedestrianised street or area. So the rules are in place. It's not like we don't have any rules for cyclists.
5: Yeah, but it would be great to see the statistics of how many cyclists have been in charge with any of those offences in the last... Four years, well, years.
1: yeah, all I can say is I have seen some checkpoints in the past. I, it's no stat, it's just off the top of my head. I've, 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 I have witnessed it uh, in the past yeah. where I've seen cyclists being uh, reprimanded by certain Gardaí for, for not having lamps or whatever on their, on their bike. So it, it does happen, but you're right. I, I've, I would imagine the statistics are fairly low in comparison to, to the penalties motorists receive.
5: And, and maybe there should be a speed limit on, on certain bikes as well in their own city centres. They shouldn't be allowed to cycle, uh, you know, the way they do. Again, like in Amsterdam, everybody just gets along, you know, there's thousands of people on the streets. I I know, but
1: if you're going to, to be fair, if you're going to compare it to Amsterdam, you have to compare the infrastructure and they're not comparable. Like, our our, our cycling infrastructure isn't close to what Amsterdam is.
5: It isn't, but Amsterdam is a far tighter city in a lot of ways than Dublin.
1: No, but have you been to Amsterdam? Loads of times, huh? But have you not seen that, the, the, the individual counterflow cycle lanes that they have all around the city? Whereas here yeah. we have some small cycle lanes, sometimes they double up as, as, as parking spots. It, you know, you eventually have to go onto a road after that uh, cycle lane runs out and so on and so forth. Like, it's, it, it's, but, it's, it's but not the, the same. The
5: day, I know, but Mike, at the end of the day, like we, you could say we've made huge strides as well for cyclists.
1: We've what, sorry? We've
5: made huge strides for cyclists. to, to, to Sure. To provide them with safer lanes, safer driving in their own city centres. Mm-hmm. But again, I think the owners have to be have to be put back on the cyclists as well. That's, we're we're changing laws. We're we're spending millions on cycle lanes. Yet they need to start to step up now and say, right, you know, I got to be a bit more responsible. I'm not going to break lights. I'm not going to be speeding around corners. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be, you know, overtaking. And listen, another law that should be brought in. Uh, is, uh, you know, middle aged men going around with their ass spade into lycra
1: Middle aged men in lycra.
5: Yeah, again, what? in Amsterdam, everyone just cycles in their clothes. You know? Yeah, they're I know. Well, look,
1: that, it, it seems to He's be. People the they think
5: they're, they, you get grown men. You know what
1: I mean? In their fifties and sixties thinking they're the tour de France. I know, they but I mean, it, it, it. in fairness, it just seems to be a fad or a trend at the moment. It's the new golfing, isn't it? It's the it's the heading out of the weekend and and uh, uh, getting the spike shoes and the and the and the lycra and all the rest of it and going up. Uh, yeah, I don't see them doing any harm unless they're breaking any rules, though. Well, they're, they're just, just breaking break, breaking the rules of your eyes, is it? <laughs> <laughs> right, hang hang <laughs> a second, uh, Ian Paul. Your life in classic. It's how are you, Paul. Well,
6: I'm good. How are you,
1: Mike? Grand. Cyclists are getting an awful rap today now, I have to say. Uh, are you going um, to defend cyclists,
0: Paul? Well,
6: I was, I cycle to work every day, cycle home, and at weekends I drive. So I see both perspectives. Um, what Ian is saying there, some of it's quite true. Uh, the owners have to be kind of on, on both cyclists and motorists. Uh-huh. Uh, because the things I see every day... As I'm cycling, I I, I stop at every single red light, every single pedestrian crossing. I will not go through a a red light. Uh, Some of the things that I've seen, I've actually seen a woman come to a major junction,
0: Mm
6: -hmm. stop, wait until there was no traffic and going across. And as she went by me, I looked and on the back of the bike she had a three or four year old child. Wow. Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous
0: three four, also, a 3
1: or 4 year old child on the back of the bike
6: on the, on the back of the bike you know a little seat on, on the back of the bike
1: going through a major junction uh, a major breaking junction. a red light yeah.
6: yeah at the same junction I was stopped on the right hand lane I was I, I went past the car uh, there was a line of traffic for going straight there was one car to turn right mm. I was in front of him Uh But he wasn't turning right, he was going straight. So what he did was he drove up onto the island around me while the lights were red Mm. to get out in front of me to get out ahead of a line of traffic. So I see both, uh, both perspectives.
0: Yeah, and,
6: and,
1: and, and I know we could go around in circles by saying what we've seen from a motoring yeah, uh, perspective as well. But I, I, like, it seems to be the new thing now to put the foot down on amber, um, or, or certainly put the foot down even just before it goes red. I mean, that is just it's 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 bizarre, and I see it happening all over the place at the moment. No, but no one seems to want to stop at a red light unless no, unless it's red on entry. Everyone revs it up and and, and is really really dangerous. yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know what that's um, about. So that's um, that's that's well, a motoring side of you, uh, point of it, but. Anyway, go on, sorry. Yeah, then,
6: then you know, the, you have the cycle lanes. And as you're saying, uh, there was millions pumped into all the European countries, as far as I know, to provide safe cycle lanes. Yeah. Uh, and then what most countries did is they have the contraflow uh, cycle lane, which is cordoned off from the main road. What we did, is we put, painted a line down the sides of the road, yeah. which is car parking as well yeah no the other another thing that Ian said there um, we we hear every year how many people have been fined penalty points for uh motoring offenses mm. I wonder does anybody have any idea of what kind of fines have been handed out to cyclists since my, since twenty fifteen when all these new rules came in I'd say that it's probably.
1: Minimal. Well, in fairness, Ian did bring that question up. And as I yes. say, all I can go on is uh, I've seen a couple of checkpoints where they do seem to be stopping cyclists, but I don't know any stats. I'll have a look for you. I'll see if there are any stats, actually. Uh, but uh, they don't they don't uh, pop into my memory immediately. Uh, but as I say, it probably, I, I I think we're all assuming that it's quite low, right? Uh, or that, I would, I would that it would be so low. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, OK. Uh, and uh, so in, in that sense, then, are we all in agreement that Although motorists are, are are being told, you know what to do, and new laws and all the rest of it, that the, the same should apply for cyclists. So, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If, if, if the guards are going to be hammering motorists, motorists for being dangerous against cyclists, it should be the exact same. And cyclists should be told: Listen, you behave, you don't break lights or whatever, you'll be fine. But otherwise, we're going to step this up now.
6: Absolutely. Well, you're using you're using a public highway, and, and you know you have an onus to people that are also using it. Whether you're a cyclist. Uh, a, a motorist or a pedestrian crossing, uh, in, you know, where there's no traffic lights, mm. you, you really have to give everybody respect that they're that, that are using it. Uh, another thing, and, and it was touched on there earlier. For, uh, motorcyclists, if they don't have a helmet, they're breaking the law. And the, uh, I'm a stickler for this kind of thing. You really should have a helmet because it's not the fact that you might get hit by a car or fall off. You might just hit a, a pothole fall off. Yeah. I've heard this. You see, I've these heard down, th- these I, helmets have to protect your head. I,
1: I don't know how ridiculous this is and whether it was an excuse for the lad not to mess up his hair, but I uh, would talk to a cyclist and he cycles. Uh, he'll remain nameless. However, he said that he... I said, well, you're mad. You don't wear a helmet. And he said it can actually be potentially more dangerous for you. Now, I don't know where he got that from or why he thinks that, but he reckons that there's some stat to show that. And by the way... There
6: was a report in a paper there recently to say that potentially they could be more dangerous, I don't know where to get where yeah, the i i
1: from. don't know I'd that... say
6: they'd save more lives than would would, would yeah, um, I would have
1: thought so? I guess it's maybe the, the the way you fall or whatever, maybe with the strap or or, or, or the way it breaks. I I, I don't know, but uh, the the advice from the the road safety authority would be to use one. Um, but as as we say, it's not law. Just one second before I head to the break, just stay with me there because I want to go to two things here. Just very briefly, I want to look at this message. Where is the one that said? Uh, oh, sorry, it's gone now. Uh, there was oh here it is. Uh, below is our fines for cycling uh, back in Australia and it's uh, is that Australia it is Australia and it's heavily reduced deaths and the craziness on the roads by cyclists uh, so it is uh, riding in a no bicycle zone $155 uh, fine and they're all $155 fine uh, also for failure to use a bike lane failure to signal uh, carrying a passenger improperly on your bike not wearing a helmet is $185 fine in Australia apparently and driving too close behind a moving vehicle is 233 and failure to stop at a red light is $389 uh, and I'm just looking up here in relation to our laws on using a cycle lane because I think there's a lot of um, confusion insofar as whether cyclists should have to or have not uh, to use a cycle lane. What's your understanding of that, by the way, Um, Paul?
6: Um, Well, the cycle lanes are there to be used. If if they don't say that you have to use the cycle lane, that's all well and good. But that means then that they're going to have to stop cars parking in cycle lanes. Well, see, the
1: reason, yeah, the reason I want to ask you that is because you see here, um, the question on the Citizens Information page is: Am I legally obliged to use cycle lanes? And a lot of people tend to think you are, but it says you do not have to use a cycle lane unless the cycle lane is contraflow, uh, allowing cyclists to go in opposite directions to the traffic on a one-way street. Uh, so you don't have to use. It's not law to use a cycle lane. So all of those, uh, you know, uh, road ragers out there beeping at cyclists who aren't using. The cycling. they don't have to.
6: Yeah, but I think common sense, they really should, they should use them. You know, would, would Be, it's you because should. especially uh, you see some of these, um, they're, they're up alongside a path, or up on a path, which are, are uh, path. Is, path is for pedestrians. The other part is for cyclists. Mm. But still, you see, you will see, see them on uh, the path. cyclists on, on, on the on the road.
1: Or on the road, no, yeah, yeah, I know yeah, what you boy. mean. All right, well, listen, I, I do have to take a break. Uh, thanks for that, Paul. I appreciate it. Paul uh, cycles during the week and uh, drives at the weekend, so he sees uh, both sides as well. So interesting to talk to him. We'll take another few minutes on this. 1850 410 494 if you want to get in touch. your 087 0008. We're talking cyclists and whether cyclists should have to pass some form of theory test to cycle within city boundaries. Now, welcome back. It is Mike Hogan in for Nile Boylan until two o'clock today. Lots of reaction to this one on cyclists and whether or not they should have some sort of theory test Test to cycle within city centres um, if you want to keep uh, getting in touch with this 087-188-0008 on WhatsApp and you can send audio messages as well and we've had a couple of those in. I'm a professional driver, I drive for a living I drive in Dublin City every single day and the surrounding areas the worst people on the road are cyclists they don't abide by any of the rules of the road they break red lights, they go up one way streets when they shouldn't be gone they come up the right side even though they're the left and, as your previous caller said, the, the, the driver of the car is always at fault, regardless. So,
4: um, I think anybody that's using the road in any respect should have training. There should be a minimum age as well, because this whole thing with 10,
1: 12, 13, 14-year-olds cycling down the road, that shouldn't be happening. Like Interesting point, and we also had this one in.
4: Hi, Mike. When I was a kid at school uh, we
1: did a cycling proficiency test, Uh, this might just be in the UK, but it was in the first or second year of junior school and uh, we were given this um, test after about a week's training, so Monday to Friday, uh, about an hour a day and then there was a test at the end and there was outside people came in to do it I can't remember that much about it it was actually quite a long time ago for me now but anyway that's a pretty good idea uh, get the kids learning it properly and uh, and then crack on when they're adults okay thanks for a great show Mike bye uh, and thanks a million for your WhatsApp audio message. If you want to do the same, 087 I remember doing that as well. We had someone come into our school and tell us uh, how to do, uh, how to cycle safely. And we uh, went around the schoolyard and all this sort of stuff. And whoever uh, won or was, was, was the best at doing it or whatever, they examined us, went on to some uh, countrywide competition of safe cycling or something. That's just come back into my memory now. Maybe, maybe more of you did that in school. Uh, James, you're live in Classic Hits. How are you, James? Mike, how are you? Not too bad at all. You're a bus driver.
7: I am, yeah. You,
1: you, bus, s- you see it all, I assume?
7: Yeah, well, I've a lot of experience. Well, I'm not saying I'm the perfect driver. I've every letter on my license. I've drove yeah. since. I'm in my 50s now. I'm driving since I was 14, 15. Like, off-road sports and everything else started that way. and I also ride, ride a motorcycle. Okay. Uh, to and from work. I use the car when I can get a land of it. But I really think the way around this is like when we used to speed and we used to drink with the car until we brought in penalty points, until we started dealing with it head on, then we all started taking it serious up to that. It was like, yeah, you know, you just pay a small for whatever. It doesn't matter. You go off, you go again. You didn't really think about it. Now, you know, there's a chance of losing your license mm-hmm. and the, the way I see around it is if you have a registration tag that's unique to you, no matter what bike you're on, if you're caught without it, something like a thousand pound fine, that registration tag, is unique to you mm-hmm. if you go through a junction cause a major incident, maybe someone loses their life or something because of something you did cycle away you can't even be found if that tag that registration is there you can follow up with this person mm-hmm. if nothing else they can be taken to a court and shown what they did with I think people would stop then and think I mean one of the worst corporates and I hate them I'm not picking on cyclists here they're, they're entirely used use the old but for me to use the road, I have to do tons of training courses. I have to be licensed. I have to be insured. I have to have a registration tag on the vehicles I'm driving. I think one of the worst comforts on the road is these guys who deliver the fast food. I hate to. I'm not having that passion on these guys. Yeah. I've literally been turning on. I won't take any light serious now. I, I turn on a green arrow and expect to see a cyclist coming at me. Mm-hmm. I've seen sign language that I don't even understand. You know, and give them back to me. It's, it's atrocious. it wouldn't be accepted anywhere
1: else well certainly I, I have seen that in the past I'm not naming any particular companies no, or anything like that, that but I, I'm actually name. yeah and I, I probably know who you're talking about But I I, don't, I, yeah, I, I'm sure you know. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually uh, as well I'm talking about all or many delivery drivers be it for you know postal stuff or whatever and I guess it's maybe I don't know is because they're doing it every day and there's a confidence there or they're under a lot of pressure to get to, from A yeah, to B well, very the
7: quickly the more deliveries you do the more money you well, make
0: well that's, that's
7: it that's no, the road is not the place to do that. You know, I've witnessed a cycle knock down a pedestrian, going through a pedestrian crossing. I actually witnessed this, jumped off the bike. He was on the ground, obviously, and jumped up from the bike and said, what, a big load of nonsense. A load of people standing around this elderly person. He got back on that bike and cycled away. Yeah. We called an ambulance and everything for her when, when the guards and all the says, well, what, what are we looking at, a guy on a bike and a pair of jeans and a black jacket, should that... It, it there's no accountability to these guys, so therefore there's no punishment. There's no, so they can they can do what they like. You know, yeah.
0: yeah. You, and, when and you when
7: you uh, feel you can do what you want, then there's no one ever going to do anything yeah. to you, you.
1: And I think so, to be fair, every every motorist has some form of story. You would probably have more than more than most, uh, considering I, you're a bus because driver. Because However, of what
7: I do. because of but what I you do, they you're they on the road to,
1: all the time. But there
7: was one thing in defence, Mike, to the guardie for yeah. the first time ever. Now, what I have witnessed over last Friday night, the guys in Pear Street had. Up to eight to nine cycles, There was three guards, and one guard was stopping them and pulling them in without light, yeah. and the other guard was actually taking. I was after a couple of satellites. I was watching this. They were taking identification out, like whether it be a credit card or something. Right. And he was taking the details. Yeah. Now but they were that... protesting, ninety, but he was saying, "I don't care." Like, yeah. saying, you know, you're, you shouldn't be. As, so, I, 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 them, I, I,
1: yeah, as I said, I did see that before. I'm running very quickly at the time, but yeah, what, 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 what were they? What were they stopping them for? Was it? Was it lights? Lights, basically. Lights, lights yeah. on the bike.
7: Right. Now I yeah. I as I said, not to I know you're in a hurry now, Mike. I witnessed, I, I witnessed a guard nearly coming off his motorbike by a delivery driver on a, a cycle delivering food. And the guy how he kept the bike, as I said, I'm a cyclist I'm a cyclist, and he said how he kept the bike upright I will never know.
0: Never but, know, yeah.
7: I and know. he would have if he had a fellow the way he, he diverted, he was coming into oncoming traffic like a, something yeah, I know. not just them they're putting, they're putting themselves at risk but they're also putting a lot of it will change when we have a major influence like I everything mean, it, it's going to wait till we have a major influence
1: okay well listen I'm going to let you go there James and the amount right, of stories yes, just like that coming in this talk, afternoon as well kind of mirror what you're saying thanks James and thanks for all your calls and texts uh, on that we're going to move on
0: real people real opinions real talk radio the multi award winning Niall Boylan show classic